Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome into another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 208. It is just after the uh, game in Oklahoma City against Cleveland. And I am joined today by Dylan at Thunder Chats. Dylan, what's up? Well, man, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, it was hard to pay attention to the game, uh, in which we did win, um, just because... Uh, Woj was just tweeting bomb after bomb after bomb, and uh, and not just any bomb, uh, thunder-related bombs, mm-hmm. bombs that sound like thunder. <laughs> yes, the bombs we all know, know and love that sound like thunder. Yeah, I I think this was the most, this was the least invested in a close game I've ever been for an Oklahoma City Thunder game. Because there was there was a point where we were actually down by like uh, I don't th- we weren't down by too much, but I, we were down by a point or two with like four minutes left in the game, and I was just sitting there refreshing Woj's Twitter page, not really caring at all because you know our uh, entire team could be flipped in a matter of minutes or hours. Um, because we now have reports from Woj that uh, Memphis, Miami, and Oklahoma City are in a three-way trade, which is, I quote, an elaborate deal. Uh, so that is pretty interesting wording, uh, which tells it. It kind of signals to me that he knows that there's a lot going on in this trade. It's not just going to be you know, Winslow to Memphis, uh, Gallinari to Miami, and Iguodala to Miami. There's going to be a lot of other players involved, a lot of picks involved. Um, and so now we're just kind of waiting, and it's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, and the, the annoying thing is just the heat fans that just swarm on you like freaking leeches um, on Twitter. As soon as you mention one of their precious heat players, and trade consideration, uh, the ones that once they realize that Danilo Gallinari is a player their team is targeting, they're like, oh, let's throw Waiters and James Johnson and a second-round pick at them. That will be that's, that's perfect plenty. compensation for Danilo Gallinari. That's plenty. No, it's, it's just so annoying, man. And 
you know, I, I think we all know if if you're a listener here, um, whether you followed us on Twitter or you've listened to our uh, past few podcasts, not past few podcasts, but podcasts in the past, you know who I want in this deal. Like, there's no secret in that. I'm not even gonna have to mention. Um, but aside from that person. If you're looking at this deal and if you're looking at it like a three-team deal, at first it started out just Andre Iguodala for Justice Winslow mm-hmm. to Memphis. And then the rumor came out, okay, OKC might be a third team that is involved. And the report was that um, they would take back Memphis to firing contract in order for Gallinari to get to the heat. And it's like... It's know, weird. Gallinari is worth more than expiring contract. Absolutely. Like we have no reason we have to trade Gallinari. No. And if all we're getting is expiring contract, like we we won't trade him. So I was always in the mindset of there's going to be an asset coming, and Memphis has no reason to give up an asset. So the asset has to come from Miami, and. I don't know if they want to give up any more picks. I don't know if they want to remove the protection. It looks like that's kind of what OKC is um, talking about with them right now. But there's a there's a couple assets on that team, and we know for sure, for sure, there was one this summer in the draft process that Oklahoma City really wanted to draft alongside Cam Johnston and P.J. Washington. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, Terry. All right, let's let's just get it out. Who 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 is this you're talking about, Dylan? Let's just let's just air it all out and get to the root of the conversation. Tyler Hero is the guy. You are very clearly invested in getting to this team. So, no, dude, I, I want Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Robinson. What are you talking about? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. no I mean, I I, I wanted the Thunder to draft Tyler Hero. I was saying that he'd be perfect for this team ever since we played in the exhibition games in Bahamas. I'm a UK fan, so when I say we, that's what I mean. Um, I mean, I've been following him ever since he rec- uh, got recruited by Kentucky, and you know, I know what he's capable of. He's had some bright spots here in the NBA. He's had some growing pains too. I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, that's what it is. But uh, you know, he's a guy that I've long since wanted the Thunder to get, and I think this is the best avenue for it to potentially happen. Mm-hmm. I I uh, I agree. There's probably more to it than expiring contracts, and that was so. One of the things Woj mentioned is that specifically the 2023 pick we have from Miami with protections on it, they're wanting that removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I said that I mean if you're Miami, I mean it obviously depends on what else is involved in this trade, but if you're Miami and you're I mean, it's very clear that they're going for it like in the next two years. So if you're going for it, why be so um, protective of this pick when you could be getting somebody like Gallinari, who's proven himself to be a prolific offensive player uh, to go alongside uh, Iguodala and Jimmy Butler, who are excellent defensive players as well as, you know, they can produce offensively as well. So you're getting in, incredibly uh, talented, experienced squad, and 
you're risking losing that at the expense of a protection on a pick. So to me, if I was Miami, and I, obviously I'm biased here, but if I'm Miami, that seems like you have to do that. Like maybe, maybe move the protection from like top 14 to like top two or something. Maybe that's probably where they're, they're trying to do right now. But either way, like you have to, if that's what Oklahoma city wants, I feel like you have to, you have to go into that. Like this is a very golden opportunity for Miami to do something big here. Absolutely. I mean, we as Thunder fans know that, you know, championship windows are small. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that it, they're smaller than the word champion. Um, so, True. you know, you have to capitalize on those moments and those, uh, opportunities that you have to improve your roster and improve it very greatly. I mean, they just acquired Andre Iguodala. They lost Justice Winslow, but Justice Winslow hasn't really been playing much this year. I think he's played in 10 games, and he's been a show of his former self where he's been hurt, so they didn't really lose much, and they add Andre Iguodala. If they're able to, you know, remove a protection off a pick, that, you know, they're they're probably going to be pretty good at that point. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. thinking. Um, you know, yeah. unless all this comes spiraling down the drain, I, I think that's going to be a pretty bad pit. That, that's just what I'm thinking. Well, but, it's interesting because I, I looked this up just to kind of see what the situation would be in 2022. They, they don't have anybody signed at the moment except for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have to re-sign Bam, who would be needing a lot of money um, from what he's currently getting. Uh I mean, they would still have Tyler Hero um, if they don't give him up. Um, but, yeah, like, Bam is a guy that you would have to basically lock down. And then if you think about, like, Gallinari, you have to re-sign him, and he would need, like, multi-year deal, $25 million a year, somewhere in that ballpark. And you, like, start adding in all these other things. Uh like this team this team is very unknown right now for the 2022-2023 season so you're right they could definitely like if they made the right moves this off season coming up then that pick is very bad or it's not very bad but it's not as great as we thought it was yeah. but it could swing either direction pretty uh volatilely because they could either be really good or really bad because they could just end up with Jimmy Butler and a bunch of, you know, scrubs. And that's not, you're not getting much out of that. So, but that kind of goes back to my point is like, if you trust this team to be good, then you should be okay with removing that protection if that's really all it is. Um, yeah. So Especially since Miami's always talking about how, oh, everybody wants to come play in Miami. Like, yeah. we've shown the ability to get big players to come big, to Miami. It's a large market team. They they have that power. Yeah, it's like, so put your money where your mouth is then, Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, the other thing I was going to mention, which is a little weird. So, like, Iguodala already has his extension, right? Like, that's already been guaranteed. Or no, do you know either way? Iguodala already has his extension. I'm I'm pretty sure it was an extend and trade scenario. Okay. So, if that's already done, then was Oklahoma part of this deal the whole time? 
because it was originally framed as a Miami Memphis trade. And they were basically were just swapping Winslow and Iguodala. And it sounded like that was a done deal. But if Oklahoma city has been in this like three way trade this whole time, it sounds like it's done for the most part because Iguodala is already getting his contract. Um, but it's it seems like they're just kind of like combing out the fine details at this point. So to me, that signals that like Gallinari is already gone. It's just a matter of what we get back specifically, mm-hmm. which is very worrisome. <laughs> yeah, but it also, you know, it, it does give you pause on if like if this has been in the work because if it was in the works uh, during the time of the Oklahoma City game, Gallinari. Shouldn't have played, especially given his injury history. Yeah, he should that not was have interesting. He, they they actually well in this game they left him out for a while in the second half. Mm-hmm. People people were kind of like worried for a minute, like oh Gallo's not coming back in, and then he finally came back in like seven minutes in the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but later than usual. So it was, but yeah, you're right. They they played him like he was he literally had the ball in his hands at the last possession of the game. So. Um. Yeah, it's just really confusing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I could see this going like either way as to like the deal is done already, and we're just waiting to hear the details, or Presti could just hang up the phone, and then it would just be a Miami Memphis trade. Like, it could go either direction at this point. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing to remember because earlier in the day, it was reported that. Who was it that reported it? Was it Zach Lowe that said that the Lakers had contact or the, yeah, the Lakers had contact uh, Thunder about Dennis Schroeder? That sounds right. I I tweeted about it. Let me double check. Or Kevin O'Connor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. While you're fact checking that, I'll make the point here. <laughs> Go for it. Um. Yeah, yeah but, but they uh, uh, it was reported by somebody today in the national media that the Lakers have been in contact with other teams about acquiring a playmaker. Um, uh, Dimwitty, Spencer Dimwitty was the name that was brought up, and Dennis Schroeder was the name that was brought up. They said the talks went nowhere with Dennis Schroeder because Oklahoma City, quote-unquote, was expecting a hefty return for Dennis Schroeder. It was also um, reported later in the day when Woj and Woj was on their own little trade deadline special that... Uh, Sam Presti said that Oklahoma City is open for business. You can offer a trade for almost anybody on the team except Shea Gilgis Alexander, but he said bring your best offers forward, like to begin with, to start with, because I mean he he didn't say this, but I mean we can say this. We don't have to trade anybody. I think us as fans are content. I think the front office is content. We're just playing the season out as it is, seeing how far we can go, see if we can make things a little more difficult for somebody in the playoffs, and then you know, attempting to sign and trade Gallinari to a place that he wants to go and getting back in, uh, a piece that will help us in the future, something that's mutually beneficial, and also you know making other moves in the offseason. I think we're all okay with that. Like That's, that's where Heat fans especially... I can't stand them, man. That's what that's where <laughs> Heat fans especially don't you are, get it. You are so against these Miami fans. It's it's been an interesting 
a development from you. Man, it's, I mean, it, this week, man, like, it, it was just one day. One day, it was all it took for me to be like, all right, I'm not replying to a single Heat fan until the trade deadline's over. Yeah. But no, like, that that's the one thing they don't understand. We don't have to make a deal. Like, we are fine with holding on to our team. So, in other words, we have the leverage. Like, it's basically like, all right, entice us to make this deal. Give, give us, us a, a reason, reason to make this trade. Because if not, you know, piss off. <laughs> we'll go the other way. Yeah, and... Oh, that was really loud. Um, so, by the way, the person who actually retweeted it, or mentioned it, which I found and retweeted, I don't know if this was the original guy, but it's ESPN reporter Dave Mc, McMiniman. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, yeah, so he was he was reporting on the Lakers trade interests. Um, but yeah, going off what you said, like this has been a very meticulously developed uh, message that Sam Presti wants the NBA to know is that he will stick with this team. And it's not even like he's just going to stick with it no matter what, even if they lose like 15 games straight. It's, I mean, they're sticking with it because it's working. Like, we're now competing with Houston and Dallas, two, like, you know, teams before the season started that were legitimate contenders. We're now competing with them for the five and six seed. So it's, not only is it working, it's working very well. So that leverage is huge. It's absolutely huge. And that all that credit goes to Billy Donovan, and this coaching staff, the way they, and I mean, obviously the players too, but just being yeah. able to like take this completely uh, shaken up roster from last season and making it work basically the same, if not better than the 2019, 2018, 2019 season. That's, it's just really impressive. Um, but what was the other thing I was going to say? oh yeah so so the other leverage that i think is important to like mention is that as i already mentioned like with the memphis to miami deal iguodala is committed to miami for two years now and if oklahoma if oklahoma city was already in this deal to begin with if presti pulls the plug what does that mean for Iguodala going to Miami? Like, does he still go? Does he, is he basically like stuck in Memphis with this like two year, $30 million contract that isn't a part of Miami anymore? Um, so like the leverage of basically saying, Hey, we'll give you Gallinari and, but we're not, you know, you'll have to entice us in addition to, hey, if you don't make this deal, you might also lose the other guy involved. Like, those paired together is tremendous leverage. Like, it's it's what Sam Presti does best. He gets teams to uh, entice him, not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the case as far as, like, the Winslow Iggy thing. I feel like if for some reason OKC pulls out, then um, Miami has the contract they can send to Memphis in order to make everything work. 
Um, so it would basically be a Winslow for Iggy straight up, I would assume. Oh, would it really? Okay, well, hey, I mean. Well, I, yeah. I, I, that's, I was asking. I don't know. Like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever it is. I mean, Miami has, you know, some smaller contracts, and they also have some bigger contracts. So, you know, whatever the number is that they need to, you know, kind of match for that deal to work, they still can. So that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, you know, we're just – we're talking in circles, but we're doing it on purpose because we're trying to stall for a Woj bomb. <laughs> none has none has come yet. Um, so the other thing, kind of transitioning to Gallinari's situation as opposed to Iguodala. So we were mentioning before we started recording. Um, so I think what was the number you said they have to get rid of? Like thirty-eight million. Thirty-nine million eight hundred seventeen thousand something. Yeah, so thirty-nine million, forty million, something like that. So thirteen million of that goes away with the Winslow deal. So now you're looking at basically a twenty-seven million dollar gap you need to fill. And if you go, if you look at the roster and the salary right now, uh, so two players in particular jump out because. They were actually reported to not be warming up with the team pregame, which is James Johnson and Dion Waiters. And if you add up their salaries, it's $24 million, $25 million. So that's pretty close to what you need. But then you also take a Tyler Hero, who's getting $3.6 million. You take Duncan Robinson, who's getting quite literally – less than a million dollars this year which is hilarious he's getting 9.4k that is such a steal um so you throw guys like that in and it it it's like a perfect match so you could take on these like somewhat less appetizing contracts uh and you can still get the nice like uh these these young guys who are very talented already as your uh, i'm sorry he's not making 9.4k that was last year he's making 1.4 million but still very uh, okay. low contract yeah that's uh, significantly more than 9.4k <laughs> that's actually weird why did it maybe that's a type that might be a typo maybe it's supposed to be 940k yeah that yeah, makes that, more sense that's probably what it was yeah i don't know why it says 9.4 anyway so yeah 1.4 million but still very very low uh so you could you could pair in all four of those guys and it would match up perfectly to like tw- like right in that range. So you know, throw in some of these picks we're talking about, and that to me seems like a really nice shakeout for Oklahoma City. Like, there's plenty of guys on this team that you could make it work, where you get both the big contracts you don't really necessarily want. And also, but you have to have to match the contract, right? But also, the guys you do want that are like happen to also be very low contracts to make it work. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a nice situation we're looking at right now. Yeah, I just, I mean, man, I, I hope for nothing more than to wake up my phone just being full of notifications that Tower Hero traded Oklahoma City Thunder. It's very possible. <sighs> It, it would make me so very happy, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So, if you, if that happens, will you change your profile to 
will you change your at to at hero Casey? No, I can't do that. But I'll, I'll I'll change my name. You know, like the okay. not the at, but you know the name. I can change that for a while. All right. Will you That's allow not as fun. It? That's not as fun <laughs> though. Yeah, but you know, Thunder Chat is kind of kind of iconic. You know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's an icon, dude. Uh, Dave, um, who was it? Weston West Shepard gave me the idea for that. So hey, it, it really? lives on. I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you oh, never heard that story? No. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you off, pod. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Still no news to break. Uh, or any updates to talk about as far as trade developments. You have any notes on the game? Like anything specific you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I, I was. A couple of things. You had a couple things. Just a couple things. All right, let's, let's fire away. All right, in the midst of all the madness, uh, I think Shea Gilders Alexander bounced back from what was looking like a sophomore slump and played really well tonight. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Uh, trying to get this. Up here. Okay, Nine of seventeen, two of five Ooh. from three. Ten re- got himself a nice juicy double double. Yee, three, three assists, assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two steals, steals two blocks, block. and twenty three points. Heck yeah! He had, he had some, some uh, big, big boards, boards there uh, at the end. Some big boy boards. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he knocked down both free throws in the court. So that mm-hmm. was great to see. Uh, and, and then my other note was just. How can anybody in the NBA possibly think that anybody else besides Dennis Struder deserves sixth man of the year? <laughs> he had 30 points. Not only did he have 30 points, but did, did you did you see Royce's tweet about what happened? Uh, I vaguely remember seeing it, but I don't remember actually what it said. All right, All right, so, so Colin, Colin Sexton hit a go-ahead three with like three minutes left. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Say it. Wagged his finger in Schroeder's face. Schroeder said, you talking to me? <laughs> OKC okay, so went on a like 15 to 8 so run or something like that. And uh, Schroeder scored like six or eight points in that point. And then he stripped Colin Sexton there at the end before he got fouled to shoot free throws. And he let Sexton know about it the whole way. <laughs> That was quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. You gotta, gotta love that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that reminds me of something I was gonna mention regarding Dennis. Uh, never in my life have I seen a more ridiculous technical call, technical uh-huh. foul call, than the one that Dennis Schroeder received tonight because he ran down the court, and it wasn't even like. It wasn't even to the the other side of the court where you could maybe be like, oh, it's a delay of game, whatever. He ran to like to the side he, he was supposed ball was to going. go. Yeah. He ran to the side to play defense. Like, how do you they basically gave him a technical for hustling? Like that's that's what that was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. so dumb. I, I didn't see a replay of it, so I don't know like when the actual Technical incurred, but Dennis did get up like, very hastily uh, up 
upon receiving the foul call. But you know, yeah, like you said, he did run to the other end of the court. Well, <laughs> how does it? How do you get a technical for getting up hastily? Uh, well, it looked like he was about to come at him. I, I will admit, it looked like he, okay, he was about to. But then you know, he went straight ahead, went to the other basket stanchion, and you know, just kind of stretched out, and that's when he got called for a technical. So like, I mean, I agree. It, it was. It was dumb, but the foul call in question that Dennis got called for an offensive foul in the first place it was, was overturned. equally dumb. Oh, it was overturned? It was overturned. Which is more that ridiculous that they kept, they kept the technical foul on a play that was wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? That was, I can't. I just, there's so many parts of that. It's like, A, so there's like, multiple situations that could have been going through the ref's mind and all of them are equally dumb. Like one, they're basically like, Oh, he's running too fast down the side of the court that he should be going to after a foul. Let's give him a technical or, Oh, he might be charging me. Let's preemptively give him a technical, even though we don't know yet if he's actually going to charge us or see this guy's got too much, too much, uh, gas in his motor we need to give him a technical like all, all those are stupid it's <laughs> yeah. it's just so dumb that was, i've never seen a worse technical in my life that was the only major thing i had yeah, yeah. also of note everybody in the thunder roster was available tonight except yes. for andre robertson um hamnu diallo deontay burton oh god foot cramp foot cramp foot cramp oh god oh god <laughs> power through dylan power <laughs> Power through. Oh, it's okay. All right, we're good. We'll we're talk good. through this. Okay. Foot cramps are the worst, man. <laughs> oh, God. All right, yeah. Hamdou Diallo, Deontay Burton, Mike I Muscala hope Chelsea's laugh picks up in the audio. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> um, but Ferguson was back after missing, you know, a couple weeks, maybe even three weeks uh, for – Personal reasons, we still don't really know what went on there. Um, he didn't start in place of Dort. Dort played tonight and started. Um, but Ferg didn't take a single shot. He played defense. That was about all he did. At least he was in. And uh, Abdel Nader returned from his hiatus. Uh, I think he was injured. Um, he scored five points off the bench and hit his only three-point attempt. So, hey. Abdel He... I forget what he did. I think he like he did something horrible the play before that I was like, dude, come on. I forget what it was now. Anyway, he redeemed himself, so it was fine. The other was horrible it just existing. Oh, shut up. <laughs> the other horrible play that I wanted to mention that was it's not it doesn't matter now because we won, but Darius Baisley had this like fast break with I think Dennis maybe Ferguson I think it was Ferguson and they were like it was 2 on 1 and Baisley literally had a bunny hop layup and he missed yeah it. I, I, did I did see that and it was wide open I was like dude come and on. it looked like a dunk too like he it had both hands over the rim and everything he like did a dunk and then did an audible midair and was like oh I'm gonna do a layup instead and then he was like, neither of these things are going to work out in my favor, and it sure didn't. That's like, like when, when you, you create a 6-9 player on 2K, 
um, and you're just going through the combine trying to, you know, build your draft stock up. Your dunk rating's not up super high, and you hit X, and you try to dunk it, and it misses just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, those are the worst. Those are the worst of times. But yeah, Baisley. Baisley's young. He's only 19 or 20 or whatever. So I'll give him a pass. Well, hey, he had a huge block on Colin Sexton. He sure did. He sure did. That was cool. I, okay. What is, I I mean, I'm, this is a legitimate question. What is going on with Colin Sexton's face? Uh, don't know what you mean, sir. Do you really not? Or are you like, no, have you seen his his face? It's like, I've seen it before. Okay. I'll, I'll send you a picture. It looks like it's get like bleached. It looks like his face is getting like a lighter skin tone compared to the rest of his body. Hold on, let me hmm. send you a picture. It's really weird. Audio medium. Yes. This is a great podcast. Uh hold on. Hold on. But it's basically so I looked it up during the game because I was like, why is this looking like this? And I Googled it. And apparently there's like rumors that his he's been bleaching his face. And I don't really know why. When would there's legitimate rumors? Yeah, there's well not I don't know how legitimate legit rumors can be, but they're definitely rumors. Uh and so I'm just like, why would you what's the point of okay, I just sent you a before and after pick. All so right. so if you look well, it hasn't actually sent yet. Now it's no, it sent. Look at oh, his God. face. Look at his face. That's weird. It looks like makeup. It looks like he's wearing makeup, but it's that that skin tone is only on his face. It's not on the rest of his body. It's sort of like it just looks like he's getting whiter. Yeah, it's weird, man. I yeah. have no. I don't know what it's got. like. It's like I tried to Google it, and there's no legitimate sources as to why it's happening, aside from looks these like, rumors. Looks like a two K player. Yeah, it's bizarre. And you, if you watch the game footage, it's like very clear that his face is whiter than the rest of his body. So you know I, what I don't I'm know. More annoyed with what's that? The rat the tail on the back of his head. <laughs> the rat tail is very bad. A bad not a good look. look. Not, not a fair. Not, not a fan of it. Not a good look at all. By the way, uh, so this was, I think, a StatMuse post at StatMuse. The they're like a stat guru. Yeah, I like StatMuse. They have cool graphics. Yeah, I like them. But one of the graphics they put up recently was like, I think it was for worst defensive rating of any guard. And last year, the worst defensive rating for any guard was Colin Sexton. And this year, the worst defensive rating for any guard is Darius Garland. (laughs) So things are Uh, looking great in Cleveland. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, But yeah, defensive rating was actually pretty good for them tonight because we couldn't hit any flipping shots until the very end. But we powered through, got the win. All is good. That's what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have much else in the game. We're still just waiting for this Woj bomb to drop. That will never... It's probably going to drop at like 2 in the morning. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Last night I predicted 3 a.m. and I dropped it at 1 a.m. So maybe if I predicted 2 a.m., then it would have already dropped right now. Yeah. Uh, Woj hasn't tweeted since 30 minutes ago. So things are quiet. Yeah, Woj is asleep. I doubt it. Yeah, he's definitely asleep. <laughs> not, not for real. real. I mean, I mean, the heater, how much time do they have left? Yeah, their game's not over. Oh, yeah, that was what I was going to do. I was going to look up the roster or like the starting five right now, see if any of them are like not playing. Oh, their starting five was like. No, I mean, like right now, what, what five are on the court? Oh, current. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Got it right here. So the starting five with a minute left down 13. So they probably have their subs in. Um, so James Johnson and Dion do not play any minutes tonight. Just to note that. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, this isn't the starting five. Where, do, where is that information provided? Don't see it. Well, uh, you can you can, you can go, go to ESPN's GameCast and it'll yeah, show the five on the court. That's a good point. Come um, on, man. Yeah, Miami's gonna lose this game either way. But it looks like Duncan Robinson played thirty three minutes. Where is yeah, that? Nowhere. <laughs> Oh, so Tyler Hero is not... Oh, yeah, you said he's hurt. That's right. Hurt. Quote-unquote hurt. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Kendrick Nunn played 33 minutes, so he was very, like, you know, active in this game. Oh, no, this James Johnson, Dion Waiters thing is kind of... kind of feels like they're going to be involved in this trade. Like, neither one of them played. I don't know what their injury situation is like, but they didn't warm up tonight, and it seemed like reporters in the Miami area were, like, a bit confused by it. So that means that something must be going on. I don't know. I'm not you wanna, not familiar with the Miami situation. You want to hear something fun? Mm-hmm. With tonight's win... And tonight's loss for the Mavericks against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Thunder now sit at the sixth seed. Oh! Winning eight of their last ten. Ooh! So we're tied with Dallas, and Houston is. One and a half. One, one and a half. Oh! Well, Rockets and Jazz are both tied at one and a half games ahead of us. So. A Tie so, for 4th and a tie for 6th. Interesting. Yeah. Jazz have been kind of bad recently. That's, That's wild, man. They went on like a crazy, crazy win streak. Mm-hmm. They, they won, won like, like 19, 19 of uh, 20 at one point. Mm-hmm. I have but some, yeah, they've they won, won 4 of their last 10. Sorry, good. Uh, I was going I have some horrible news to tell you. Duncan Robinson was 3 of 11 tonight. Oh no! So well, hey, last game Tower Hero scored two points. So. Oh dear, this is bad. This is real bad. 
Kendrick Nunn went four for 15, dude. None of the good players are doing good. Hey, did you see that uh, Gabe Vincent? What did he end up with? I saw that. He was three for 11. I've never heard of this guy in my entire life. Three for 11 from three? No, field goals. He was three of oh. nine from three. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah, made he like his first three. <laughs> so I he went like over eight. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. I hope we don't get him because he doesn't. No, no, no. I don't want him. Just yeah, Heat fans were going off about him. Are you just like in the Heat? Are you in like Heat? group messages why how are you so like involved with these these groups of people these scoundrels uh it's the yeah, i follow back community man yeah i just I've, I've followed a bunch of heat fans in my time they follow me and that's why whenever i say something about tower hero i get about 50 of them in my mentions saying no way you're getting them lmao you're delusional you'll get Derek jones jr and you'll like it yeah stuff like LMAO's skull face crying emoji. Yeah. Laughing emoji. Yeah. Yeah. The whole nine. Oh yeah. Cards. All right. Um well Miami is twenty five point seven seconds away from finishing, so who knows, maybe Pat Riley wanted to watch the end of the game before he finished his trade discussions. So We'll see. I was really hoping something would break before we ended this podcast, but oh, we were, not. We were not as lucky as I thought we were going to be. So, uh, however, we do have a West Coaster. So, if something breaks late, Stephen Dolan, you're on deck. That's true. Stephen better be up and at him right now. I, I I'm going to be fully transparent. There's no way I'm going to bed tonight until. I know if this is going to end tomorrow morning or tonight because this is that I was thinking about this too. Like this is the first like serious tread trade deadline situation we've been in since I can remember because usually <laughs> when we're in the trade deadline, it's for like role players. It's like, Oh, are we going to get, uh, I don't know. Alec Burks. I know we got him in the off season, but like people like that, it's always yeah. like the, the people on the fringe. And now it's like, Oh, we're getting like a franchise changing role, uh franchise chasing player possibly for this very key player in our starting five. Like this is a big deal. I can't remember the last time that ever happened in Oklahoma city, just cause like we've always had the Westbrook, the KD, the P Paul George's like people were never going to trade during the trade deadline. So I guess the Paul George trade from the Pacers was the last time, but that wasn't like the day of the trade deadline. I don't think so. No, it's just, it's just stressful. I, I'm not used to the situation. So <sighs> I have to live with it. Yeah, man. Well, Hey, you're doing the Lord's work, stand up, uh, you know, waiting for <laughs> the, Lord's the work. trade. Yes. yes. Uh, myself, I have to be up at six. Yeah, around, around six, six to go into work, so I will I not be not doing that. It's a good idea. I would recommend not doing that. So, but, you know, 
I, uh, I look forward to waking up to seeing Tower Hero as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, yeah. I can't wait I for that. I wouldn't mind it one bit. Throwing Duncan Robinson, that shiny unprotected pick, and we're good to go. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's very possible we're going to have another podcast very quickly after this one if things shake out in a certain way. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at OKCTopicThunder.com or on our website, OKCTopicThunder.wordpress.com. Um, I've been updating my live feed, titled live feed of Pat Riley ruining my evening, which he has <laughs> been doing. And uh, I'll probably be updating it much more throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, you can find Dylan at Thunder Chats. You can find me at Matt Tierney NBA. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast if you have not already. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, enjoy it, and love it so much. And as always, Thunder! Thunder! You're okay, see? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.